0: Welcome to the eleventh episode of "Don't Listen to Us." I'm Sean King.
1: I'm Melissa King.
0: Tonight's episode, a little later in the day on Sunday than we used to do, uh, is dedicated to Melissa's pain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sean's not relishing in it or anything.
0: No, no, just, no, 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 no. Not relishing at all. No. You, you sent, as I said on Twitter, uh, you sent your firstborn out into the world today. Yeah. Your son, Damon, has moved out officially mm-hmm. into a lovely apartment, a mm-hmm. lovely house. Oh,
1: the house is incredible. I mean,
0: shit, it's better looking than our house.
1: <laughs> it's a great I house. I can't lie to you beautiful bedroom yeah. it's got a great uh, p- business partner and roommate huge
0: and vaulted his- ceiling
1: oh they can see the ocean yeah. on a beautiful 14 acre property with create other creative souls yeah. which i think is very good for them yeah. but as much as you wanted him to
0: go as much as you wanted to push that bird out out, out of the nest yeah. you are also sad about that which is completely understandable yeah yeah and it's got to be the same thing that every hopefully most parents with good relationships with their kids feel sad about you know, some were like, "Get the fuck out!"
1: But you. Sometimes I was. Yeah, there were times.
0: <laughs> when are you leaving?
1: What, we're, He's we're, gonna go. He's gonna go. It's time. It's time. <laughs>
0: that was a conversation we had had on, on several occasions.
1: <laughs> but it's
0: this is a fundamental part of becoming an adult. Yes. This moving out at whatever age you do it, hopefully, at a time that's suited to you and suited for you and your your family. And the other great thing about her is he's five minutes up the road.
1: Oh, my gosh. She's on coast. I mean, I can ride my bike up there if I want.
0: I could not. i sold still, still drive. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a hill, the
1: hill. I know, I know. I can't take a motorcycle the because gravel. it's gravel.
0: So I need you, you to drive, drive. There, right? All right. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, a, and it's expensive, but the coast is expensive. There's no way around that. But I think him and his uh, business partner, roommate, Rob, will, will manage. I think they'll, they'll do good.
1: Yep, yep, yep. I think they're, um, they've are got a lot of work to do. They've got a lot of passion, yep. dreams together.
0: And the good news is we made it very, very clear to, to Damon that he is not allowed to come back. That
1: <laughs> Ever.
0: <laughs> under any circumstances. Paul,
1: before you even think about entering uh, this property. Your
0: your bedroom has already been turned into a yoga studio. It actually so has. Don't... All my
1: yoga gear is out there. But it feels, it doesn't feel...
0: You this... wasted no time putting your yoga gear out there. I
1: didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, bye, honey. Uh, I got my yoga right. Well, I had to vacuum the floors and yeah, no, I um, it's funny. Like the fantasy of the yoga studio w- w- that was his bedroom out there is, is at the moment it's much much better than what it is in reality. In reality, I go in there still and I, you know, I, I I'm sad, but yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah. I'll do my yoga practice and he'll come by and yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. Be all, all good.
0: There's certainly there's no. Not even even a, a iota of negativity about this. This is a wonderful thing for him. It's a wonderful thing for us. Yep. Um, we just got to get rid of the other one in a couple. Get more rid of the other one. <laughs> Fourteen, I think, is a good time.
1: That's a good time. A good he good can time. go to work and maybe right. go live with his brother. Exactly. No, he'll probably go be with his dad. And um. It's all and, good. Oh, that'll
0: be even worse once you become an empty nester. Oh my it's, god.
1: It's it's funny for me
0: because I obviously I've been involved in this family for that long, but I still feel that emotion. You know, it it really struck me. It's kind of funny. He's like, I'm sending my stepson out yeah. into the world. I wasn't expecting to feel that way. I no. wasn't expecting to feel anything. He's just like, yeah, okay, he's leaving. You yeah. know, but, um, yeah, we, you know, we did, we did the, the parental thing. We put his stuff in the car and uh, put the bed in the roof of the, the, the yes, we did. SUV and drove off and did the stuff you're supposed to do with
1: parents. We did. Which is really kind of he cool. And he had his last supper. He did. Mm-hmm. Which you ruined, by the way. You made. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Completely. Yeah, I kind of ruined it. Yeah. Uh,
0: we had a wonderful weekend. We did. Being coasties. Is
1: that yes, a word? Yes, it is.
0: We had a wonderful weekend being small town folk. Yes. Uh, and I say that because the town we live in is a town called Gibson, it's on Sun- Sunshine Coast. If you want to look it up on, on Google Maps. Outside the city of Vancouver, but it's self-contained. We're not a suburb of Vancouver. You could describe it that way, but it's not easy. Suburbs generally are easy to get to. It's not easy to get to Vancouver. Uh-uh. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, so there's a little small town, 6,000 people in the small town. And when you live in a small community, you you have to become part of it in order to do things, mm-hmm. in order to... I'm trying to figure out way to describe this. Yesterday we went to, uh, what's the name of the place?
1: We went to Quality Farms to see the bees. Quality Farms. Sunshine to, Coast Bee Makers. We,
0: we, we went to go see bees. That's That's how small town we are. We went and to go see uh, the 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 bee people.
1: It was I loved it. It was very cute. It was cute. You said yeah. Quality Farm Quality-, Quality Farmers Market is um, a beautiful family owner. It. So, it's the got a beautiful big pet store attached to it, and then it's got every plant that you could possibly want to buy: vegetable, herbs, flowers, per- perennials, annuals, all the outdoor uh, um, soils, rocks. All you know, it's one of those places. One of
0: the things that struck me was being a city kid my entire life and having literally no connection to the land except for the three years I stayed with my father, lived with my dad in Nova Scotia, I saw plants, herbs, vegetables in states that I'd never seen them before. Mm. I'd never seen fennel. I've used fennel. I mm-hmm, cook with fennel. Mm-hmm.
1: You haven't seen it growing, I haven't seen it growing. Yeah.
0: Um, there was a bunch of other stuff there that I, I went,
1: oh. That's what that looks like. I remember you doing that. Yeah, and
0: mostly it was it was it was herbs. Oh, there were some vegetables.
1: There was uh, you, you found green the garlic. Peppers. The Yeah, the peppers.
0: I've never I've never seen a green. The only time I ever seen a green peppers in a bag, you know, or or or, or in a basket at the, yeah. at the at the store, and that was kind of neat.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of
0: neat seeing the stuff in its not I wouldn't say it's natural state, but the you know the the more organic state than in the grocery store. Yeah. If you are a city kid like me, get outside the city. And see this stuff. It's kind of cool. It's it it's. Is. I, I, I'm not saying it's life changing or anything other than just cool. But it was neat to go see a bunch of bees. You know, be, the, the, we we didn't see, we, we didn't see the queen bee. We did never we? did. We On, the the,
1: only one of the hives had a queen. Yeah. Could not find her. She was buried deep. But it was cool. Um, the, the one thing I did. I remember when I was
0: um, in the interior with my friends Glenn and Susan Thayer, and they took us to apparently a very well known. Bee place there, I guess, for some reason, Japanese love royal jelly, which is the mm, goop yes. the queen makes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, for its medicinal properties. But they had uh, this, I can't often get Glenn and Susan. One of you, I know you both listen, will send me the name of the bee place we went to. And they had probably 50 different varieties of
1: honey. Of honey, yeah.
0: And again, being a city kid, I was in there, I was like, why is there so much honey just there? The little sticks. So mm-hmm, you can taste the to honey. To try, yeah, yeah. And Susan said, well, different flavored honey. I was like, yeah, different what flowers. Do you, what do you mean different flavored honey? It's honey flavored. You know, because to me, honey tastes one way. Yeah. It's no. that, it's honey that mm-hmm. flavored. It's the stuff you buy in the bear. Mm-hmm. It always comes in the bear. You know, mm-hmm. you squeeze a little bear's head. Honey comes out. You mm-hmm. put it in a sandwich or your toast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Susan looked at me like I'm sure country folk look at city kids like you're a, you're, an, you're an idiot. And she said, "No, no, look." And they had little plaques, little uh, cards, and all these little tiny honey pots that said, "This honey was from bees who had um, pollinated this kind of flower." And I was yeah. like,
1: what? It could be lavender or a wildflower honey or now, fi- I know that bees
0: harvest. Flowers and they're vital to our our agricultural system. Mm-hmm. But I did not know that what the the, the 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 kind of flowers that they pollinate affect the taste of honey. It does. Yeah. I had no idea. And there they, they was lavender flower. And yes. It was like, this tastes it's, like sweet lavender. It's it so weird, isn't
1: it? It's amazing. It was
0: very cool. I tasted probably like three quarters of them because it was oh, just I cool. Oh, I would too. Yeah. It was just go. Oh yeah, it yeah. tastes like this. Yeah. So, it, was, it was very neat. So. Yeah, yeah, us city kids need to get outside and, <laughs> in, in, in the big wide world more often.
1: Well, today we went to the drag races. And then the, today the we went to
0: a l- little, little tiny airport. It's not even an airport. It's basically a landing strip.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and they had drag races and it was the, the locals. It was totally, yeah. It was obviously just a bunch of locals. Yeah,
1: people from up coast. Some people from the States, yeah. I think, come up. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. Just, just...
0: a bunch of, bunch of <laughs> petrol heads wanting to race Tesla's their
1: cars. Tesla's raced. Yeah which is, I thought was pretty cool. Was very, you can hear them.
0: It was very funny when the two Teslas raced each other and they went by, that silent noise, all oh. you hear of tires. You, you now want a
1: Tesla, oh, don't I you? Oh, I so <laughs> want a Tesla. I was just like, wow. <laughs> was that was no, not even a tiny sound. Nothing it was just car, nothing. So, yeah,
0: it was just barely, barely tire noise. Oh. It's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? These, Can
1: you imagine if the world had at- all like if everybody if, if it was all like that.
0: Well that's that's the that that's certainly what's going to happen. It's not I don't think it's gonna happen in our lifetime. No, no. But it's certainly the future. Electric cars are undoubtedly the future. Yes. If for no other reason we're gonna run out of gasoline at some yeah. point.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they're not necessarily practical for a large percent of the population right now, but they are getting there. For those folks who have very specific driving needs who can afford an electric car. Electric cars are not cheap. Teslas mm-hmm. are not cheap. No. You can get inexpensive electric cars, but inexpensive means $45,000. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a lot of money for average people mm-hmm. to buy. The big, most interesting thing about, I find about electric cars is their range is getting much, much better. That's, mm. There's this thing called range anxiety. Have you ever heard of it? No. it's people haven't been buying electric vehicles, whether it be cars or trucks or motorcycles, because they fear running out of gasoline. They fear running out of juice somewhere. They fear that they'll get 50 miles down the road and the car will die and they're 50 miles away from home mm-hmm. and they're going to get towed or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or they can't go on long trips because it won't be electricity mm-hmm. at the other end. kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the crucial things about, there's two things that are crucially important about acceptance with electric vehicles is price has to come down to as low not just for upper middle class folks and batteries need to get better and batteries have gotten better, significantly better. Um, now, most electric cars have a decent range of 200 miles, which for a, a bunch of city kids, that's fine. You know, that's, that's much fun. longer than, than most people's daily commute.
1: For it's, me as well, it would work. It's
0: perfectly fine for most people for a weekend getaway. Yeah, you know, a hundred miles away, hundred miles. Now, for me as a as the kind of driver and rider I am, it ain't nothing. Mm. I'll go two hundred miles to buy get, to, to 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 buy ice cream. Mm. You know, I've gone I've gone three hundred. I used to drive when I lived in Connecticut. Would drive two hours one way to go to a Belgian chocolatier to get his but chocolate. That was
1: on your motorbike. I
0: was on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah so. But then, so and then two hours back, a four hour drive, probably. Three hundred fifty kilometers. Sorry, you do that miles. in a car? I don't think to get that. I used to get that chocolate. Hell yes, yeah, I, I would do that in a car. Oh, I would look kind of driving in a car. So yeah, for me, electric is, isn't going to work. But for you, who drive here in the coast, primarily here on the
1: coast, mm-hmm.
0: electric would be fantastic. for
1: Oh you. yes, I'd love it. I'd love it.
0: Uh, it's why you see so many hybrid vehicles that are electric gasoline. Yes, because that allays your fear yes. of running people out of electricity.
1: Quite the ones that aren't ready to go the whole hog yet. Right. Just keep careful. Stay and for careful. the most part.
0: For the most part, people who are going whole hog electric live in a city and don't go on five hundred mile trips over the weekend. Mm. They're most of the Teslas we see around are just. Driving around, uh, they live in Vancouver. People live in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. The other issue is the speed of charging. Right now, most of the time, it takes eh, to full charge at least four or five hours to get a full charge. You can get a, a top up charge in 30 minutes. At some places with the, with the Tesla superchargers. So where superchargers. are
1: people charging in their homes, in their own driveways? Like how are they doing When it?
0: you buy an electric car, you then get a, you call an electrician into your house and he oh. does a different, it's not, not the regular wall plug. No,
1: different it's, it's wattage specific, or something?
0: Yeah, wattage, voltage, all that kind of stuff. Oh, But it's much more powerful, basically, your regular, you can theoretically charge up using just a regular plug, but it takes like days. Because it doesn't give enough juice. Okay. So you need to up the the, the voltage, the wattage, in order to be able to charge. Hmm. But even then, it takes a full charge can take overnight. Hmm. So if you want to go on a, a long trip, if I want to go to, if we want to go to Kamloops, so, mm-hmm. we have to make sure that somewhere in Kamloops, where we're near, we're going to stay, is a charging station. Otherwise, we ain't getting back mm. if we're riding a Tesla. Mm. So it's the kind of anxiety people have.
1: about And that. are there such things as solar powered batteries happening? There
0: are, but not for cars. They just but
1: the science is happening. Well,
0: that's, that's how houses, that's how houses, homes do solar. You see solar panels on someone's roof.
1: Oh no, but I just meant was it also going to battery to battery power? Oh, cool, battery, yeah. so- oh.
0: if you see someone with solar power on the roof. Those solar gener- those solar cells are generally attached to a battery in their basement. Oh,
1: somewhere. oh well, there we go. So okay.
0: you, the solar powers, the, yeah, the solar cells aren't charged, aren't plugged directly into your TV, for example. No, your TV is still plugged into the wall like it normally would. Mm-hmm. The solar cells are plugged into batteries.
1: Oh, I didn't know. It was and the, battery the batteries
0: thing. stole that store that, that to charge o- over time. Okay. When the batteries get full, then that solar power gets sent to the electrical grid. And gets sold back to the electrical company right. is generally the way it works. Um, and solar cells are getting a lot cheaper, too. They're still expensive, but they're good. It used to be five bucks a piece. Now they're down to about a buck a piece.
1: Yeah, so I'd love to do that, too. It would
0: be, it would be helpful. I mean, you know, where we live just by the nature of where we live in Canada. And then by the nature of where we live in Canada in the, the wet coast, it wouldn't be as efficient as other places. But every little bit helps. Yes. Can't hurt. No. You know, even if you were using solar panel panels on on the roof of the house, just charging up a battery that we would use to heat water, mm-hmm. you know, or to run the stove maybe, or yeah, things yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. How do we get on just talking about? That? Because we went to the drag. Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, small town stuff. <laughs> and you know, it's it's funny. You look at the small town newspaper, and I said that. You can tell you live in a, in a in a small town because the the small town newspaper still has the um, uh, the bricks and bouquet section, the kisses and kicks section.
1: Oh, kisses and kicks!
0: Where you know you send out little thank yous for people, mm. or or, or kicks. kicks to the person that was rude or something. But, or. but the thing is, these are kicks like to the person who left poop on my sidewalk. They didn't clean up after their dog, you know, or 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 the kisses are to the to the nice young man at Super Value who carried my groceries out to the car, <laughs> you know, stuff
1: like that. But it's that. so sweet. It's very it's, sweet. It it's, it's matters. And
0: yet you said that. You've seen on the Facebook page for the, uh, for, for the area, very mm-hmm. funny little Facebook post, and like, there's a llama running loose on oh, Reed yeah. Road. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that, it immediately gets on the page. Llama running loose. And then you'll look on the comments <laughs> and someone will go, found, returned. <laughs> or I know who that belongs to. I know yeah, that llama.
0: That's,
1: right. <laughs> that's <laughs> Fred's llama. That was, was yeah. one a few weeks ago. It's like, does anybody have a peacock that, missing? I have a peacock on my property. It's not mine. I love that. And then there's also the dog one where, um, okay, missing dog. And for me, I was a part of that one once because I was driving down in Lower Gibsons and these people have this big, very surreal sort of – um, ethereal dog and I looked at it and thought I know that dog wonder why it's running along the street and then I came back and I was on my Facebook page and someone said Just, and has anyone seen this dog so I got on and said I saw it I saw it I know it's, I think it's lovely it's kind of charming
0: the worst thing about living in a small town happened to me uh, earlier this week when I went to Super Value Melissa had work to do so I offered to go grocery shopping and I jumped to the motorcycle and <laughs> off I went to the Local super supermarket, and I'm uh, I get the things as per requested, and I go up to the counter and I'm, I put all the things on oh. <clears throat> on the little little um, on the little shelf, the moving shelf, and the uh, young lady who at at the counter said hello, how are you? I said I'm fine. How are you? She said I'm, I'm I'm good, thank you. She looked at me and went, you're Melissa's husband. <laughs>
1: No, Uh, I'm Sean. I'm Sean. (laughs) I didn't say that. I said, yes, I am. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
0: uh, that's it. My life's over. I've become Alyssa's husband.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Do you notice how I always introduce you as, hello, this is Sean, my husband. Not my husband, Sean. I'm very cognizant of that. You think it makes a difference? Yes, I do. Really? Because I'm saying your name first. This is Sean, my husband. I have
0: noticed you say it that way. Yeah. But I just thought it was just a, a vocal tick.
1: No, no, oh, not like my other vocal ticks. <laughs> no, it. that wasn't a tick.
0: Did you do a poopoo?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, family joke. Let's move on. We oh, can't tell the family joke. No, it was oh, just me on. being. I was probably reverting. Well, my, you know, my son, my youngest, was, was twelve. Well, I reverted to being a mother of a three-year-old. I didn't even mean to. He came out of the toilet, and I went, "Did you come?" <laughs> I didn't say it. Did you go poo poo? He looked at me and then his brother took it on, like, oh, did you go poo poo. And poor, poor Rory. Anyhow, did you go poo poo? I just have one left to ask if he went poo poo. Yeah, that's going to be the running joke now. Every time someone comes out go of oh, no. the bathroom, oh, now. poor no, Rory. No, no oh, you too. no. Oh, okay. Everyone's getting asked the question. Did you go poo poo? <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Uh, we'll go to a restaurant and come back.
1: I have to be careful I don't do it in front of his friends
0: uh, This is an interesting issue Something I saw happen quite often When I lived down in the states This is I saw this on uh, Maritime Noon uh, CBC uh, uh, tweet t- uh, Twitter feed It said uh, there's been flooding uh, In Maritimes in, in New Brunswick Horrific f- flooding uh, Last week no, uh, the, so the tweet is, the New Brunswick floods affected thousands. The government estimates taxpayers will pay out $80 million in relief. Yes, I know it's not very much, but it's New Brunswick. Um, but should people be allowed to rebuild in high-risk areas? And should governments encourage them to move?
1: Well, I thought you had areas in the United States that were Tornado Alley and there, things like that. Like, So who's going to, who would?
0: There is Sorry. actually on maps through Kansas that says Tornado Alley. So who would build a house there? Well, the problem is it's cheap. If well, you're poor, yeah, and all you got is a trailer, and we all know God hates trailers. That's why he kills them with tornadoes all the time. But yeah, you live in an area called Tornado Alley. It's like in Mississippi. In the state of Mississippi, along the Mississippi River, on map, geographical maps, it says Mississippi floodplain. Floodplain! Which means it's going to flood. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a town there. So... If the government is going to have to pay out in Canada, the government will pay relief. The government will pay, if you've got insurance, I assume, rebuild your house and and you get your car back and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to get personal possessions, obviously. But should they be allowed to rebuild if they're in a high-risk area? Tornado Alley, Mississippi floodplain, New Brunswick.
1: Well, I guess my first question is what constitutes a high-risk area? I mean, we're all living on a fault. I mean, really, what's? how can the government dictate to people where they're going to rebuild their houses? Because And there's also, what about Richmond here? It's below sea level. Um, you know, now they've got their regulations to tell people that they can't live so close to a shoreline or they have yes. to build the house up. I mean, I don't know if the government can tell people no. Is it a high, high-risk area compared well, to other areas? If
0: you, If you can look at an area and see historically that it does flood on a regular basis, once every four years, five years, X number, you pick the number of years. If you say that this area regularly floods on average every five years, why should we, why should you be allowed to build a house there that we as the taxpayers are going to have to subsidize and fix and rebuild and our insurance rates go up mm. because I live on top of a hill, but you live in the valley
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that valley floods every frickin' spring.
1: And the valley is cheaper.
0: The valley is cheaper, yeah. yeah well,
1: then if you can make safer areas for people that can't afford it, then you make it affordable for them.
0: Okay. What if you can't make that area safer? What if it's it's just a place that is on a floodplain?
1: No, I'm saying that flood? I'm saying that if you want people to go and relocate into safer areas, then you make it affordable for them. You don't. Ah. Yeah. Like okay, it keeps flooding. What can you afford? Well, we'll make it affordable for you to go here.
0: Part of the problem comes into when you talk about who the people are and where they live, and the fact that maybe they've lived there for generations.
1: Yes, you know,
0: this is the family homestead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is there's a great story. Uh, when I lived in uh, in Connecticut, <clears throat> I heard about this. Uh, I think it was five towns in upstate New York that were had been there since you know America began, and. This ha- I think this happened in the 20s, I want to say. New York City's running out of water. And so they're going to dam a river. Mm-hmm. But by damming the river, it's going to flood those towns. Mm-hmm. And the government went with eminent domain and moved, forcibly moved those people out of those mm-hmm. five towns. Mm-hmm. Those towns have been there for 100 years. The people have been there for generations. This was their home. This is where their grandpa lived. This is mm-hmm. where grandma built made cookies this is where you know they, it's roots your kids grew Deep up roots. that's where they went to school mm-hmm. and remember this is in a time when people didn't move very far so you you lived there your entire mm-hmm. life your dad lived there your mom lived there your parents brothers sisters all lived there and the government said the water for the city of new york is more important than the place where you live mm-hmm. we're flooding this and you can actually drive around that area and there's historical markers around there, and there's one where the church steeple is still sticking up out of the water, when the when when the water levels drop in the in in, in the fall, mm. this church steeple still sticks up. And you there's oh. a motorcycle ride that you go around there. Oh. You can read the story of these of these towns that are underwater. People go scuba diving and and see see this town underwater.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Is that the right thing to do? Oh. It's a tough call. It's, it's it's I lean toward because I'm I'm confirmed socialist, lean towards the idea of not only is you living in a floodplain in a high-risk area dangerous for you, people got to come rescue your ass. Mm -hmm. People got to, first responders have to go and we have to spend money and we have to go there and warn you and say, you need to leave, you got to leave, you haven't left, get in this canoe, Mm -hmm. get in this helicopter and spend all that money. I'd rather do what you do. What you say is, look, here's all the money you need to go move up on the hill. Yes. Go move up on the hill.
1: Keep them safe. Yeah. If, you know, it's going to be cheaper where it's unsafe.
0: But it's an interesting uh, question of how far can the government go in um, forcing people to do what's not in their personal best interest, but is in the best interest of either some others or everyone else. Hmm. This was an interesting thing I had happen to me in Nashville that I'd never thought of. I'd never seen before. And I see the story on CBC news, again, pulling over for funeral processions, a time honored PEI tradition. Now I knew or tradition or law in Nova Scotia was if there's a funeral procession behind you, you pulled your car over where it was safe and let the funeral procession go past you. Yes, I did not know until I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and the passenger in the car got very upset at me that if the funeral procession is on the other side of the road,
1: you're supposed to pull over out of respect. You, really? So you know this? I've this heard is, of it. Yes, have, that you would pull over out of respect until they went by. But he's on the other side of the road.
0: Yeah. Really? So I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because to me, it's they're over there. They're on the other other. They're on the other side. They're like Yeah, going like an ambulance, direct.
1: going in yeah. the other direction. Going different. Well, no ambulance is you different. Have to, you have to stop with an ambulance.
0: Ambulance is different. You got to get you. I move over for the ambulance because so he has another lane to move around idiots who haven't pulled over. Mm. So the ambulance I get pulling over, mm. but a funeral procession is obviously isn't going to do that. So my my I said this to the passenger, but I'm not impeding their flow of traffic. They're going very slowly. I'm not speeding past mm, them. Mm. I'm obeying the law.
1: Why should I move it's out of respect. No offense, but I don't know who the fuck that person is. Yeah, I think it's I mean, what if someone was speeding by or racing along or, or Well I I've seen that happen. I've yeah, seen people pull out and
0: pass funeral processions. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know, don't yeah. be an asshole. No. Just have some respect and just you're, they're going to turn at some point. Just relax. Mm. Just be respectful. Mm. But I didn't realize that in PEI anyway. It was tradition to on both sides to pull over. To pull over. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, is PEI, uh, Tennessee. Anyone else listening to the show? By the way, I'm Sean King. Melissa King. You can send us emails to dltu at yml dot me. We'd appreciate getting emails about anything we talk about or anything that you you might have uh, interest in. Is this something you do, something you you experience? Let us know where you live and whether or not this is something you do for funeral procession. Because to me, I thought it was fascinating. I didn't realize that this was something that more people did, that, that mm. other than Southerners did. But for us, it was never uh, never a thing. You never pulled over, if you were on the other side of the road. If you on the other side. For funeral procession. Shit. <laughs> Should I go to my daughter's graduation and for giving her the silent treatment? I raised my daughter as a single father. She's graduating soon with a master's degree. Good for her. Even though I'm very proud of her academic success, I am disappointed in her other life choices, such as who she lives with, as well as her bad financial decisions. Two years ago, she got upset because I expressed my disappointment in her bad life choices, mainly the financial ones. I didn't teach her about finances growing up. But recently... I had learned a lot about how to handle money. As I tried to tell her what to do, (laughs) she got loud and cursed at me. We both said a few choice words. I hung up. We haven't spoken since. I got an invitation to her graduation. My mother and other family members want me to go, but I'm unsure. As a father, I feel like I should honor her achievement, but I don't feel she appreciates what I went through to get full custody and to raise her by myself. I don't want to reward her disrespect, I don't want to send her on a guilt trip either. What do you think?
1: You just go. Suck it up. Suck it up, Buttercup, and go. You're the parent. It's what you do. Yeah, you just go and you hug her and you congratulate her and you take pride in her. She
0: sent you an invitation, you asshole. That you don't. There's no question. She wants you to be there. Yes. Don't bring up any of the financial shit. Don't bring up who she's she's living with. Don't do anything. She got her master's degree, which is an amazing accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up and just stand there and enjoy it. Exactly. He's being, Why are you writing? He's being
1: drink? self-indulgent. He
0: really is. Yes. The, but the, the thing is, I love him. If they if they hadn't said the gender in this story, you'd know this was a guy from the way he wrote this, right? You know, with with him saying that um, I didn't teach her about finances. But recently, I learned a lot about how to handle money as I tried to tell her what to do. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Guy. You're a guy. <laughs> You're such a guy. You're yeah. such a man. Um, how do you handle that as a parent, as a mother? Maybe it's different for mother than it is for fathers. When, when your children do something, that's, they haven't murdered anybody but they've done some dumb things or bad life choices, not life choices. that are going to get them in jail or things like that. But you know what? You shouldn't have rented that house. You shouldn't have bought that car kind of stuff. You shouldn't spend the money in that TV when you now come to borrow money from me for groceries kind of stuff. It's got to be really, really hard to be the parent of an adult. Cause when it's a kid, you know, Rory does something dumb. It's like, D- don't, do stop that. Stop being dumb. Go put your ta- don't go pick your towel up off the floor and hang it up. But when the person's twenty, like Damon is twenty one, twenty five, twenty six, that's got to be a lot harder, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it is, but you can't step away and try. like I all the years beyond high school that I've been doing that with Damon because he's been with me. I've never done it treating him like a child. No. No. But no. it's got to be
0: hard making that transition.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sort of is.
0: Because he'll always be your child, air Yeah, quotes.
1: but I now I say to him, you know what? I don't want you to to uh, end up being with a woman who's going to have to pick up after you. Or, mm-hmm. uh, no. Like, I put it in a way of, of just life lessons in yeah. general. You know? How much
0: and you tell me how much you do this, how much do you feel you have to tell him this is what life is going to be like and how much of it do you have to say, you know what, I got to let him make his own mistakes? Because On a ratio? The idea is, or correct me if I'm wrong, you want to protect your children Mm -hmm. and you are of a certain age and hopefully a certain maturity level, if nothing else, a certain knowledge level Mm-hmm. that you know, dude, if you do that thing, it's not going to work out real good. Mm-hmm. And I can help you with that. I can help you. Or how much of it do you go, you know what? Uh,
1: no, I usually do the first. And uh, then usually um, I, I feel like I plant a seed with him. Mm. I'll just say something like, you know what? I just, I need for you to know that, you know, when I was your age and da, 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 da. And this would be, Probably a better idea right now. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, I have said to him, you know, it's probably a better idea if you stay here with sure. me at oh, home, yeah. pay me half the rent that you're going to pay, because yeah. then you've got bills and da da da, and and he insisted on doing this, mm-hmm. and now I've gone, oh well. He'll figure it out. Yep. And if he doesn't figure it out, then he's, well, he will, it'll either go great or yep. he'll be like, Oh mom, this is crazy because it's expensive out there.
0: I think one of so, the things, and I know you have occasionally said it either jokingly or seriously, um, that proves that you're a good mother is that he on a regular basis comes to you. And I'm very proud to say it comes to me for advice. Mm-hmm. If you weren't a good mother, he wouldn't come asking wouldn't. advice for you. He would talk to other people. Yeah, he would. He would talk to his friends or his friends' parents or other adults. Mm-hmm. But on a regular basis, he comes to you and goes, "What do you think about this, mom?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I need." And he say he said that. He said, I want your and Sean's advice. Mm-hmm. He may not take it.
1: He may but not. But he's, he's asking. asking he's reaching is, out.
0: I think that's a good sign for you. It's a great sign for you that, that he's doing that. Yeah. I'm five years into a, into a relationship. We lived together for the three of those years. During the past year, a new neighbor moved in next door. She's a decade younger than us. Often spends time working in her backyard wearing tight, short shorts and exercise bra. He's staring at you. These people have moved in next to us.
1: (laughs) I do not. (laughs) Well,
0: she's truly gorgeous, model fit, bleached blonde hair. Okay, it's not you. Sorry. No, it's not Up until then, it was you. Up until then, it was you. Our kitchen window is above our sink and stove and it looks directly into her backyard. My partner has been, become so distracted by her that it's uncomfortable for me to be in my own kitchen. I do my best to go, go about my business and be calm and keep the curtain closed, but I frequently catch him staring out the window, finding excuses to open the curtains and coming up with reasons to be in the yard. I've even seen him standing in front of the window with the top half of the window exposed at night after showering naked. I brought up my discomfort with my partner twice. The first time, he completely denied it. The next day, he asked me to marry him. The second time, he also pretended it wasn't happening. Do you have any insight or advice on how to talk to him about this or what I should do?
1: Oh, my goodness. So, I'm sorry. I'm a bit confused. So, they they weren't married when this lady moved in, this no. pretty girl. And then now, this Still is Still not how- married. And they're still not married, but he suddenly asked her to marry him. Yeah,
0: the next day, after she after after she catches him ogling the neighbor. That, that's a guilt invite.
1: I, I I unfortunately I feel like it is, but it's a quite a big step to take just because you're guilty. No.
0: What advice do you give this person? The 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 boyfriend has blown her off twice. Been air quotes, caught ogling the next-door neighbor.
1: I don't like it. I'm sorry. See, I think for me as a woman now, <clears throat> you have to go with your bodily instincts. and It might not be something that's in your frontal lobe right now that you can actually figure out. You just have to trust that it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And that... You And I love it that she's trying to stay calm and she's trying to think, okay, and that she's confronted him, yep. but she still doesn't feel right. Says so something's not right.
0: The problem is he's denied it. He hasn't said, I'm sorry, I was distracted. Just come on and admit she's got a great ass. I'm sorry, sweetheart, I got distracted. Mm. He's denied it. Mm. That's a whole different thing. It sort of is. The problem is, if he's blown her off, what can she do? You know, she can't get mad at him and cut him off from womanly affections or brick up the window. She's got to find a way to get through his thick skull. That, first of all, it's disrespectful to the woman he's staring at, ogling. It's disrespectful to your girlfriend to do it so blatantly. Mm. It's okay to look.
1: Yeah, he's not being very subtle.
0: But he's not being subtle at all no. in his own home. Yeah, the neighbor has nothing to do with this. You don't talk to the neighbor. You don't have bring up anything. You don't say please. Don't do this. That's not no, the neighbor's she's issue. She's doing
1: her thing, and she's allowed. Be different if she was displaying herself deliberately or doing enticing things, but she's not.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we, we don't know her motivation for running around. In a, she probably it, wants to get a tan. It, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. She's in her own doesn't
1: backyard.
0: matter. I hate this advice, but my advice to this woman would be, you got to get him into counseling. And if he won't go into counseling, then dump his ass.
1: Why is he going into counseling?
0: Because she's got to find a way to get through to this guy that this is not a good thing. That this makes her sad, basically. It makes her upset, makes her angry, whatever it might be. Mm. He's not listening to her, so maybe he'll listen to a counselor. Mm,
1: but he has to want to go to counseling. True. Yes.
0: But I've always said if he doesn't want if he doesn't want if if your significant other says we have a serious problem mm-hmm. and they believe that they have a serious problem. If you don't believe it's a serious problem, go to fucking counseling. Mm, it doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt. It's I not mean, gonna do anything. No. It, it doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't no. mean that your relationship is broken or else again. Yeah. It means this person wants to see a professional. When you're when when your plumbing breaks do you just let it leak?
1: No, we could go.
0: And you call a plumber. professional, mm-hmm. and the professional comes in and fixes that one problem. So a relationship should be the
1: same. Exactly. Relationships yeah. are the same as, as the plumbing. Mm-hmm. It needs fixing. And the fixing it is not getting married. No, that's definitely not. <laughs> no. So go do it. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to marry no. you. But yeah, you do that. Yeah. That's a very tricky one, I feel, for her.
0: My thirty-five-year-old daughter makes sexy clothing choices that result in her looking trashy. She's unmarried and wonders why. What can I say that will help her wake up? <laughs> oh,
1: no. Well, I don't know what those choices are like. I don't know what. I mean, maybe they're not trashy. No,
0: she's saying they're trashy, it's but her, this, it's is a, this is her This
1: is This is a mother. Mom's that's saying they're trashy. trashy. Yes.
0: So let's assume that however each of us define trashy, that mom is correct, that all the right, daughter does look does look all trashy. All right.
1: Oh, I don't think it's going to work coming from her.
0: It's, she's 35. Let it go.
1: I'm sorry. You can't, you can't. If someone might say to her one day, you know what? Wow, you wear really trashy, slutty clothing. I don't think it's going to work coming from mum.
0: She says that she's unmarried and wonders why. So if your daughter has said something along those lines to you, is like, why can't I find a nice guy? Why do I keep marrying these jer- meeting these jerks and guys who only really want me for my body? Then maybe mom can subtly say, sweetie, you are putting bait out there that tra- that's attracting the wrong sharks. You yeah. know, it's the way you dress attracts these assholes.
1: If the mom, if, if the daughter did ask outright. Yes, but just coming out and saying, honey, blah, 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 can't come from mom. You don't think so? Nope. Not unless the daughter reaches out to the mother and says, why is this happening to me?
0: I work for a medium-sized national nonprofit. Recently, I attended and presented at a conference in Las Vegas on behalf of my organization, during which, on an evening off, I tried my hand at blackjack. Won 2,500 bucks. Wow. All right. I mentioned this excitedly to one of my colleagues back in the office, and we had a good laugh about it. My manager overheard and asked for a meeting, during which she said that the right thing to do would be to donate my winnings back to the organization since I was in Vegas on my company's dime. I was taken aback and didn't really know what to say. I ended up saying, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Thanks for mentioning it. But I didn't actually say yes or no. Is there on some unspoken rule here? Yes, I was traveling on my organization's dime, but I gambled my personal money. Am I obligated to make a donation?
1: Oh, no. Besides, when you're there 24-7 working, you got time off. That's right. Go. Time off is not there, but you can go and be with a hooker or do whatever you want on your time off.
0: That's right. Were, were you paying me for my time off? Was uh, I on the company
1: clock when I was playing blackjack? Uh, no, no. I highly doubt it.
0: If I was on the company clock paying blackjack, then you pay me for being on the company clock. Oh, and by the way, any money I lose, were you going to pay that back? <laughs> That's
1: right. That's
0: right. I mean, it's only fair. If I win money and you want me to give it to you, if I lose money, do you give it back to me? Yeah,
1: good point. No, you're not going Ooh. to, are you? So, yeah, so, sorry, I lost 3500 bucks. Exactly. You're going to have to give it back.
0: That's right. So <laughs> bite me. Yeah, really. That N- is never so heard of, low. I've never heard of anyone oh. saying that. And I've been to Vegas numerous times on company dimes. Right. And no company's ever even intimated that, by the way, when you're finished doing the company work, if you win any money, we... we no, we win. no. Fuck that shit. No. I'm surprised. Oh, this brings up another question. I've seen companies who allow employees to keep their miles on travel trips. Even though the company's paying for the trip, the employee gets the miles. I don't think I agree with that. I think if the company pays for the trip, the company gets the miles. Oh, you
1: mean the air miles? The Air miles, yeah,
0: or the equivalent thereof. United. Oh
1: miles yes, no, already. the company should get the air miles, so it goes back for other people yeah. to be taking flights. But most flights people don't. Somewhere. They put
0: the air miles. They get they get the air miles. Companies oh. don't make them get the air miles. Up.
1: Yeah, because if you pay for it, and then the gov and then the company reimburses you, then it's going to go under your name. That's right. So.
0: Mm, and what happens is, I would then eventually accumulate enough air miles to go on vacation, and not and not pay for it. So the yeah. company paid for my vacation. Yeah. As much as I like that, I don't think it's fair.
1: No, no. I think they should gather their miles. Their miles.
0: I'm a college sophomore. Recently, I babysat for a friend of a friend who's a few years older, lives in town with her husband and two kids. One was an infant, other was a toddler. It's a relatively easy babysitting gig. The little one mostly just slept. The older one, a bit of a handful, but not too much trouble. I watched them for about three hours while the parents went out on a date. At the end of the night, she, at the, end of the, night the mom and I chatted for a few minutes. Then mom said, well... It will be tacky to pay you, so I'll just take you out to lunch sometime.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a little bit of um, reverse psychology I felt awkward and said, uh, okay, sure.
0: I wasn't sure what else to say. I got my things and left. It's not as if she and I were friends. This is my first time meeting her. I'm trying to pay my way through college with a work-study gig and other odd jobs I can pick up. Every Every little bit counts, even if it's just 20 bucks. She's a nice woman and I'm happy to get lunch with her sometime, but was I wrong to expect some payment?
1: No. No, no. no. Not at all. Hours out of your life. That's right. I'm sorry, what was, how did she know them again?
0: Friend of a friend, called Software. Oh, my God. No, there's nothing
1: tacky about it. Just hand over the money. Oh, no. No, 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 no.
0: Now, I will say this is another example of of, uh, what we like to call radical empathy. Part of this on her is her fault for not saying, Yes, I'll babysit but your children, here's my rate. Uh, yes. My rate's twenty bucks an hour, ten bucks an hour, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you okay with that? Yeah. You talk about this stuff up front. Yes. And that way there's no confusion at no the end. No ambiguity of the night. at the end. There's no way the, the parent can say, Oh, I don't know what to pay you or I don't know how much yeah, to like, pay
1: you. Yeah, I do it straight away. Yeah
0: when you made the arrangements for this. I
1: wonder if they teach out. that to young girls and boys when they're doing their babysitting courses. You know, Make sure you tell them your rates. Probably. And da-da-da. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. I hope so, too. I
0: have really nice neighbors. We, always have, we are always pleasant to each other. We put up a large above-ground pool in our backyard, and they put up a trampoline. I would like to enjoy our pool without tan lines. <laughs> I do not want to offend them or expose myself to their teenage son <laughs> while he's jumping on the trampoline.
1: <laughs> while he's trying to jump really high on the trampoline. Is there a
0: tactful way to ask them to move the trampoline since there is no other way to stay discreet in my own backyard?
1: Well, I think that it's okay to come over and say, listen, I'm naked in the pool a lot. You, uh, you, know, you can make the choice to move your trampoline or your boy will probably see me naked. Or do you just let it be? You're going to be naked. Teenage boys going to antithize your back, about me it's at night. It's your
0: backyard. Yeah. So to a certain degree, you can do what you want to do in your yes. backyard. Yes. But you still have to live in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You got your stories where you're, you're going to have to stick with tan lines.
1: Well, he'll start inviting his teenage friends over. Absolutely. And it's going to get so uncomfortable. You're going to get
0: videotaped. You're yeah, gonna, you're, you yeah, know, yeah. She's yeah with, that's bouncing right. Bouncing up there with an iPhone. That's
1: right. Because I think right. that would
0: actually be a funny video, just boing naked, boing naked. I
1: think so too. I'm glad it's not the other way around where she wants to bounce on the trampoline naked and the yeah. kids are swimming yeah. in the fall.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's one of those things where it's one of the interesting aspects of living in places where you have neighbors that close, whether it be an apartment or a house mm-hmm. that you've got to find a ways to deal with each other. You got to find, and this is one of the reasons why I think this in real life community is so much more important than these pseudo fake online communities because an online community, the like Facebook, if I'm involved in the sunshine coast, buy and sell, somebody pisses me off. I just unsubscribe. Mm. But if I'm involved in our neighborhood community, mm. somebody pisses me off, I got to live with them. Mm hmm i got to find a way to make my way through this neighborhood, this life, dealing with this person who's pissed me off for, yes. for whatever reason. And if
1: it's your neighbor, it's a big deal. It can be a big deal. Yeah. Well, she should look at getting those nice shelters. You can get a lovely, yeah. you know, shelters to, to lay in. Perfect example is us. I just realized this. We have a lovely next-door neighbor, Curtis. He is lovely, yes. They're they're lovely people. makes a
0: shit ton of noise. He
1: does. He's obsessed with his log
0: art. Curtis is one of those guys that takes a log and then chainsaws it up and makes makes owls and birds. And And he's
1: just started it since he moved next door. He's not bad
0: at it, too. Uh, Some of it's incredible. But our bedroom window is 20 feet from his shed. 30 feet? I'd say it's 50, 60 feet. Yeah, is that no. far yeah, 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 yeah. The, t- throw, from the door.
1: Throw. Oh, you, you could throw. throw something through the door oh, yeah, of his shed. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And he keeps his shed door open all the time.
1: When he's working, when he, he does, does not enough. when he's gone.
0: And the chainsaw noise is a chainsaw. Mm. And it's, for, it's not for an hour on Sundays. It's Every day of the week Mm. for several hours
1: And he's got like a grind, like a dentist drill, a sander thing Mm. that he uses to make all of the shapes. And that
0: sounds like a dentist drill.
1: It does sound like a dentist drill. Which is just,
0: you know, disturbing as hell. Yeah. What do we do? What do we do about Curtis? Now, radical empathy. Mm. We should be taking our own advice, walking over to Curtis and going, Mm. Hi, Curtis. Um, You're making a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're making a lot of noise for a long period of time. It's not even... The, the the bylaws say, because part of the problem is you looked up the, the noise bylaws. The noise bylaws say you have to stop making noise at 8 o'clock. Mm. But it doesn't say how much noise you can make at 7.59. At what decibel level.
1: And the duration And the duration
0: is, of it. The, 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 the bylaws say nothing about duration. No. So if he gets up at 8 o'clock in the morning, fires up that chainsaw, and chainsaws to 7.59 at night, he's within his rights. Exactly.
1: It has to be something that's worked out between us.
0: The bylaw has no information about decibel level either. No. That So if he wants to fire up a jet engine there and run that from 8 a.m. to 7.59 p.m., the bylaws say he can do
1: that too. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Well, I went straight to the bylaws thinking I could go over and say, you know, da-da-da, but I can't because the bylaws are actually within, he's within his rights.
0: Yes, yes. Now, that being said, you would hope that your neighbor would say, I'm sorry, we didn't, I didn't realize I was making that much noise, can we work something out? Can I do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, kind of thing, or only from this time to this time, or only for an hour at a time, and they'll take an hour break, kind of thing.
1: I know, the dilemma of it is uh, that I had a man greet me the other day, and hello, and blah, 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 and look, oh, you guys are great. You put up with all my noise. Take one, take one. Just yeah. pick one, whichever you want. It's you guys. Thanks, guys. So I already was congratulated about being such a lovely neighbor That's for putting right. up with his noise. And he offered one of these log art.
0: Would you want.
1: <clears throat> well, I don't really anymore to, because I, I feel terrible because I'm so annoyed by the noise. I don't want to take one anymore. The concern
0: I have is... You go over to the neighbor with a plate of cookies, you know, and, and they're both nice people. We both waved high. Yeah. Like, we, don't, we, don't commu- we don't socialize or anything like that. They've got a cute little pug dog. And, How are you doing? Um, what if you go over there and he says no?
1: Well, that's the thing. You what if he goes
0: over there and says fuck you? Yeah.
1: Or don't not. have to. Because, well, the thing is, is that he also described that he's obsessed with it. He wakes up in the morning and so all he can think about is what he's going to make out of another piece of wood that day. So he's he's found this passion, yep. right? And yes, I'd be, I think I'd feel different if I hadn't had that conversation with him. Hard to figure what are, out. What are we going to do? I'm going to have to go over and say something.
0: Now, we talked about this before. I said before, do you want me to come with you? And you said, no. Why not?
1: I didn't feel like, I don't want him to feel ganged up on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible at this sort of thing. Yes, come with me. Oh, I hate it. I'm so bad at it. I am so bad at it. Well, and I don't Mm. want there to be bad feelings. You know, I would just as you're describing. You don't want to have bad feelings for people that live right there.
0: Well, the other issue we have with the same neighbors is they have some sort of machine they turn on at night. That runs all night but, long. Sweetheart, I think they've fixed that. You think so? I do. There's okay, something so, is, yeah. So for the longest time they had it sounded like an air conditioning unit. All yeah. night long. All night long. <laughs> it's awful. And you're the one who wants the bedroom window open.
1: Well, I don't now because you don't like the bird. City Boy here oh, doesn't want to hear the birds in the morning. You should have seen him in Australia. He wanted to kill all birds. And now he wants to kill all birds in Canada. I still want all birds dead. He does.
0: So we've got this guy who at 8 a.m. starts making noise at Chainsaw all day long, and I'm sitting here in the home office, which you is the are. section of the bedroom. Yes. I'm listening to this all day long. Yes. Then we go to bed, I'm listening to that faulty air conditioner all night long, yes. and at 4.30 in the morning, the fucking bird starts.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a little on edge, shall yeah. we say. He's li- liking country living here. <laughs>
0: And the worst part is, is I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, is when I live in the city, um, my alarm clock is, it wasn't just meh, meh, meh alarm clock. I had my alarm clock set to a sound that I'm not used to. <laughs> and that was able to wake me up more gently. Rather than having a loud meh, meh, meh. I've got one of those alarms that gently rises in volume. And so I'm going through the list of things on this alarm clock, the alarm app I use is called Rise. I'm going through this list, and it was like, oh, there's something I never hear. The sound of birds. <laughs> so that's was been my it's been my alarm for years. Years and years and oh, years. Oh, is it really? Oh, God, yes. Oh, okay. Living in the city, that was my alarm. Mm-hmm. I come here, and the first morning I'm sleeping here, I'm... <laughs> Why is my alarm going off at 4
1: fucking 30 in the morning? (laughs) It sounds the exact same. It Really, everyone, it is the, uh, I've gone, is that the alarm? alarm? It's so bizarre. (laughs) It's the exact same tone, Well, I told you to put traffic on it now. It's the
0: same bird song.
1: (laughs) It's so fucking annoying. I know, annoying. it is totally exactly the same. Sometimes it's, you can't even tell the difference. You can't. I know, I know, I know. I mean, yeah, uh, I'll hear the sound and go, why is my alarm uh, going off? Oh, it's, it's those fucking it's birds Four again. in the morning, he thinks he set his alarm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> fucking birds. Yeah, and this morning we wake up to the wasp. Oh, God, that's
0: the wasp. <laughs>
1: Got the cats and the wasp and the neighbor and the birds and then the cats again. Uh, Sean woke up with a blowfly hovering around. It was, a, it
0: was a giant wasp, wasn't
1: it? No, this morning this was morning? a giant wasp. You said a big fly yesterday. I can't tell the difference. Fucking <laughs> nice. I saved them, everyone.
0: But the thing is, <clears throat> these are all completely foreign sounds to me. <laughs> you know, you could have alarm, you could have ambulances going by all hours of the day and night. Doesn't mm. wake me up. Mm. The house next door can be on fire and the fire engines will show up. I won't mm. wake up.
1: <laughs> I think I believe you now.
0: You know, thunder and lightning never wakes me up. <clears throat> Those are no- noises I'm used to hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the chainsaw and the birds and the air conditioner and the <laughs> fucking giant wasps and Cats wanting to be fed. No, my oh, god! Wait till the bear
1: comes through. He'll oh, wake you up. On. He'll wake you up with his because <coughs> he's eating so the apples off the great. apple tree.
0: <laughs> hey, I uh, wanted. We wanted. To be, we're going to be talking about this, so get used to it. Um, we are. Melissa and I are going to um, Lisbon, Portugal. In my my sound Oh, that's why my sound went down. Uh, we're going to. Uh, Lisbon, Portugal in March of 2019 at spring break here in British Columbia. And what we're going to do is what I'm going to do. Um, I want to teach a photo workshop. And the idea is it's always been to go on the vacation. You're going to go on anyway. You're going to go to a beautiful space. Portugal gets 300 days of sunshine a year. (laughs) Literally beer and wine is cheaper than bottled water. (laughs) (laughs) is <laughs> spectacular it is a beautiful beautiful city if you want to go to flicker.com do a search for Lisbon you'll be blown away by the beauty of uh, of Lisbon uh, the people speak Portuguese the food is wonderful if you love seafood it's very much a seafood eating country they the history is the thing that got me at being a European history fan history fan. I did not know about the history of Lisbon. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Very. It's It's much greater, broader than, than I ever imagined. Mm. I had no idea that Lisbon, that Portugal was so crucial to world history. Absolutely. And how the history of the world was literally changed in the 1700s when an earthquake destroyed Lisbon mm-hmm. and it destroyed their seafaring nature. Mm-hmm. And so the world went in a different direction because mm-hmm. of this earthquake. Hmm. all kinds of fascinating stuff about Lisbon. So the idea is go on the vacation. You're already going to go on and then hang out with a professional photographer. Each morning we'll be there for seven days Four of the seven days. We'll meet up in the morning and we'll do like an hour long class about photography. We'll talk about composition and street photography and uh, black and white photography, landscape photography, portrait photography, a bunch of stuff. And then we'll go out into the streets of Lisbon and actually do that stuff take portraits and take street shots and take black and white shots and take landscape shots. And so you'll get these hopefully beautiful images from this beautiful city that you can then take home and print off and put on your wall and give to friends. But then you're also going to be hopefully gaining knowledge for your next trip or your next photograph. It's not just going to be for this one trip. So you'll do that for a couple hours in the morning. And then by noon, you we go to lunch and then you, you go off You do whatever you want. You go hang out in the museums. There's some beautiful museums there. Melissa and I are really looking forward to the Tile Museum. Uh, Lisbon is famous for its Azulejos, which is the the blue tile. That's right. Um, I'm dying to go to the National Tile Museum. Uh, A lot of street art, a lot of really cool street art in in Lisbon. I'm looking forward to seeing. Mm. Tram 28, which is a beautiful, cool streetcar. There's some great bars. There's uh, the world's oldest bookstore. Is not Lisbon. I'm dying to go there. Yes, so all kinds of stuff to to go and see, and so and you can, custard tart, custard tarts. You can come hang out with Melissa and I, or you can oh, go yes. shopping, or you can go on your own ph- photographic um, excursion. From what I've been able to figure out, for L- Melissa and I, all in for if we were to take if, we, if we were doing this, would be about two thousand bucks Canadian, which is I think someone said about fifteen hundred bucks U.S.
1: About yes.
0: Uh, and that's from Vancouver. If you live anywhere east of us, which most of you do, it's going to be even cheaper. It's we are unfortunately living living here in Vancouver, which is the worst major city in North America to try to get to Europe from. It really because you can't get further away and still be um, uh, in a major city. Yeah. Vancouver is just it just sucks for that. So it's very it's a lot more expensive for us because the first place we got to get to is Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the flights get cheaper. So if you live in the middle of the country or you live in a country, uh, the U S where you're served by Southwest airlines or one of the cheap airlines, you can get there at a really good price. So if you want more details about that, send me an email to uh, DLTU at YML.me i would be happy to send you out some more additional details. Again, March 22nd to 30th, 2019 in Lisbon, Portugal. I guarantee you it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: It'll be wonderful.
0: And we'll talk more about that as the weeks and months go on. Um, that's it. There's a, it was a late, a late show this evening, but it's time to put the uh, 12-year-old to bed, so we mm. got to get out of here. I Folks. just
1: want to wish Sarah a happy, happy birthday, pretty oh, yeah, girl. Her yeah. birthday, she turned 18 on the 26th of May. So. Wow. Happy birthday, Sarah. Happy birthday, Sarah. Thanks very much for listening.
0: Uh, Folks, as always, I've been Sean King.
1: I'm Melissa King.
0: This is the Don't Listen to Us podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. See ya. Bye.